a lot of terrible, terrible behavior is based on secrets. Yeah, let's, let's do get that. ready to rumble. So welcome to the Kindness Economy, where we talk about business working from the heart outward. <laughs> and uh, this week, I'm going to be talking about, I got to see Tara Brock, yeah. which was cool. Um, I'm talking about making art with all my heart and making it to burn away. Oh. And no more secrets. Okay. It's our special Rantafesto time. <laughs> what do you got? Uh-oh. <laughs> No, for me, it is talking about uh, a continuation of the existential crisis that I had last week that I mentioned and um, how I got through it. Um, a couple of not in person, but speaking engagements that I'm going to be participating in and a little yes. bit about radical rest. Yes, I'm starting to talk more yes. um, and talking about um, radical rest. Awesome. How was your week? My week was actually pretty chill nice i mean for for current values of chill <laughs> you know like I, I still have all my limbs um nobody had to go to the hospital which actually did have to happen last year so like i, I joke we about did that talk about that yeah like i joke about God, that but that's that. a that's a for real thing hospitals happen accidents do happen um i've still been meditating i'm still going to the gym i injured myself um a couple of weeks back and have been just working on a lot of my form for deadlifting, trap bar deadlift. And uh, yesterday, I went back at it in earnest. And damn, it feels good to be back. Nice. It really does. Like, I didn't break any records or anything, but um, I was working about 10 pounds below my personal record. Um, my personal record is 185, and I was working at 175. And was able to crank out like four sets of three. Nice. Um, so we'll see. Like I feel like I'm back. They have been focusing on my form, having me be hella mindful. Can I maybe uh, like low-key pressure you into maybe sharing some of those with us on TikTok? Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ask me the questions. I do better in response to questions than just freeform. Like just say the thing mm -hmm. um but yeah if you ask me to break that down yeah i'll be happy to no i mean like uh just making a video of your workout you don't have to actually explain oh, anything making a video of the oh 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 that was confrontational oh that's sorry that is vulnerable we'll go back in time and pretend i didn't say that that's fine oh no it's okay no it's always okay to make the ask <laughs> um but no it was it felt good to be back that was that so that's nice yeah good for you yeah <laughs> this week I had um I have carpal tunnel in my feet or in my ankles. Wait. Wait, you kept saying carpal tunnel but I didn't realize you meant in your Yeah, it's cool. It's uh because of all the work I've been doing strengthening my feet with the barefoot work. Um now mm -hmm. the side effect is that I am currently experiencing carpal tunnel in my ankles. Your feet are too powerful? My feet are currently too powerful. I have a uh... <laughs> I've overcorrected and that's fine. I'm working that out. Um, and I had a acute, maybe existential is the word. I don't know, like in the opposite direction, like you were talking about a little earlier, like um, 
I feel like I've sort of arrived in social media where like things make sense and like I'm doing things that make sense and they're behaving in ways that I expect them to. And it's sort of like a, a, like almost like a coming home feeling now when I'm going to work on social media, when I'm doing the stuff in TikTok mm. and I'm like playing the game, it's like, oh, it's working. Fucking awesome. And it's just kind of cool and, and makes it more fun for me. Um, and the kids have been out of town with the co-parents mm-hmm. in Detroit. And Spring so like, break. it is, it's like, I, I got a lot of time to rest and take care of myself and, and do the things. And, and I just feel so jazzed and energized about like, I literally this morning, I was just like, everything is awesome. I was like, oh, that's right. I only have like two jobs right now. <laughs> no kids right now. Yeah. Um, so, so that's basically, uh, my week. Um, Word. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your radical rest. You you previewed that for us. That yeah. it sounds so good. I, I want to lay down right now. Uh, well, I I I think I might have mentioned this group before. Um, the Nap Ministry. They're active on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm not sure if they're on Facebook. I don't really go hunting around on Facebook for things. Um, but their whole thing is embracing rest as a radical act because capitalism is very much like go 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 do all the things do them all now do them all as quickly and And if you get tired just caffeinate and then yeah just like power through grind you have to rise and grind and all that sort of thing and it's like how about no what would happen if you decided to not do all that what would happen if you decided to take care of yourself listen to your body listen to the things that are more immediate in your world as opposed to answering the call of the grind um and that was like the impetus of the book uh when things fall apart too is she just like uh-huh. did nothing uh-huh. for like a year or something uh-huh. right yeah yeah no it's it feels like something that's bubbling up from several different directions Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, like the act actively slowing down and saying, I'm not going to run after this thing or chase or do or pursue with the sort of fervor that you're quote unquote supposed to is, uh, it's kind of like right now, that's kind of a revolutionary thing to be like, no, I'll sit down. No, I'm going to take a nap. I took a nap this week. <gasps> I've been taking naps too because the time when I would love to take a nap is when I have to go get the kids. Mm-hmm. Like at, at like literally three o'clock in the afternoon hits and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. wait, the kids. Like 2.30. 2.30 is that perfect nap window. Oh God, yes. And I went, I, and it's usually about the same time as that mid-afternoon slump. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been productive in my work lately. Like I've been cranking out stuff and working on projects and doing things and working with clients and like all that's going great and there was one day where I'm just cruising along and at 2 30 my body was like you should sit down okay so I went and sat on the couch and like got a book on productivity which is something else I'll talk about later you know I had the book on productivity and passed out and I slept so hard that when I woke up I was inebriated, just absolutely Remind wasted. Remind me, okay, thank drunk, you. I just like, qu- quickly needed a, a vocabulary check. Thank yeah, you. no, I, I woke up and was kind of like, where am I? What's my name? What just happened? 
like you're wiping this drool off the side of your face and you get up and your body just feels heavy and wrung out. And it wasn't that I was sick, it's that I was tired. Oh yeah. And my body was like, okay, you pause and you do that. And one, I'm grateful that I had the room to do that, the room in my schedule, the room to actually lay down. Um, because that is something that is not common. Like everybody is devoted to the grind in such a way that that there is this sort of, oh, well, no, I have to pound a cup of coffee at three in the afternoon in order to keep going. And then your evening is kind of disrupted because you can't go to sleep when it's time to go to sleep. Um, so I'm aware of it, like, yeah, that I'm grateful that I had that opportunity to take a nap, but got me thinking about rest and how yeah it is kind of a, like just the act of slowing down and sleeping you don't really think of that as like oh that's so mundane but it's huge it's absolutely huge we start to get really uh jaded toward basics mm -hmm. it's like no they're basic for a reason like get this is down a, with that this is a foundational thing <laughs> water and sleep y'all how about that? <laughs> Bedrock upon which everything else is built. Yeah, if if your grind is built on no sleep, your grind is built on sand. <laughs> I had a great lecture this week that sort of led to this really beautiful moment um, where I'm trying to do more meditation and get more involved in it because I'm finding one of the ways that I maintain my own mental with the social media grind that I'm on is with, with intentional meditation. Like I, I am mm. every day, multiple times a day and making sure I go to my Zen temple and meditate in a group. Cause it's more, it's way more grounding and intense. And in the, in, in like my group spot this week, I had, uh, Tara Brock was speaking for the East Bay meditation center mm, okay. at, Oh God, I love this venue. Uh, brains, brains. Herps Hall mm. on Van Ness. Yes. Oh God, it's so beautiful in there. And there's a lot of, you know, she talked about a lot of stuff and told a lot of stories, but like one of the ones that she talked about was like her little, when her kid was a small baby and, and on Christmas he had this really darling interaction with a homeless person. And there was a part of her that was like really clenched up about the idea of this homeless person and, and and it was beautiful and amazing and she loved it and 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 two days later i'm on the bark train and like this homeless person comes on like late in the like right before the doors close mm -hmm. and then just kicks it like right in front of me mm -hmm. and he has a dog and it just smells like filth and dog mm. and like part of me was like i really want to get up and get away from this person but it also felt cruel to do that and so instead I like have now ha have this practice of, of on the train is when I get meditation in, in little five minute bumps mm -hmm. and I will just like put my phone in my bra. So it's close to my ear where I can hear it, put my hood up and just like have five minutes. And so I did a five minute air sounds meditation mm -hmm. where it's like wind chimes and shit and just like try to focus on the smell of fresh air the entire, like while he was, there and sitting in front of me and like I'm fully downwind of him just like nope we're gonna find some fresh air 
And I'm really, really glad that I took that moment to sit there and just observe him and not judge and not run away or recoil because he was so sweet with his dog. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He was just like, that dog was so well behaved. That dog was more well behaved than a lot of people I've seen on a BART train. Yeah. And I, I'm just really grateful for the inspiration to not be recoiling and running away from that just to see that was just beautiful to witness. And I'm super grateful for that, like, lecture that it didn't really hit me at the time but it just made me more receptive to everything after that in a really neat way and having the the feedback loops to bring me down well not down exactly it brings me up and brings me down it's just like wherever the hell we're at we need to get regulated to a middle place reels you in yes i just need to stay more grounded and centered uh it's been really nice to to be able to observe reality in a really extra way while I'm observing and experiencing social media in this kind of extra way. <laughs> so it's it's been pretty good. And I'm super grateful for that lecture. And I'm going to add some stuff to the show notes for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's my... That's your thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I am, I am still meditating. Um, it's just kind of become the air I'm breathing right now like if I don't get to it one day I'll get to it the next I'm not really all that anxious about it anymore um and some days are better than others like some days I can actually focus and let my mind drop into various states and other times my brain goes all over the place and that's cool too I've just like it's it just is like, it's not like a, it's a good thing or a bad thing. It just is. I'm enjoying the labeling of thinking. Just like whatever the fuck it is. It's like, yeah, that's thinking. That's, that's right. That's what thinking is. Yeah. Sure. That's cool. Like, like head, brain. Next. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that, that's just what my head's doing right now. Oh, oh, okay. That's what my head's doing now. Now. That's what we're in right now. Um, but, no, yeah, nothing major as far as shifts go in meditating that's about it yeah there's been a thing that has happened and i i feel like it's not a thing that i can really share on tiktok because it's just more it's more intimate than that space really allows for Mm. i don't have the space to say all the things i want to say but like my mom's birthday was yesterday uh and i feel like a lot of the like the coming home feeling of social media that I've experienced as I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. It's having a like, I've been working on social media for a year and a half and now I'm like, oh, it's doing the thing. I can actually, now I'm at the place where I get to actually learn more than what the gurus can teach me because I'm in the game now. And and realizing, like reflecting on with her birthday that that this is a lot of this is by virtue of her death. I no longer felt like I, I, there was a part of me that absolutely felt like I needed to explain myself to her mm. on some level. Yeah. And I could never do anything that I wouldn't be able to clearly explain to her. Okay. And so like none of, I couldn't do any of this 
I just couldn't. And it's been like more than two years now. And so it's just, I just, it, I'm just sort of fascinated and, and, and so grateful for the timing. Cause it's just like, I'm so, I feel like I get a chance to be myself without the need to explain myself to anyone. <laughs> like motherfuckers judging me on TikTok got nothing. <laughs> You've no idea what, it's like what powerful judgment means and like the crippling judgment of someone that you believe is more powerful than God. The removal of that sensor. And I, I love her so much and I miss her. And I'm grateful to be in a place where I can just simply miss her and be grateful for her. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a neat thing. And it's, but it's like really intimate and like, like I'm getting choked up trying to talk about it right now. Yeah. Right? Like I'm not doing a TikTok on that shit. Yeah. Nah. Like that's not. I'm not here for kids to be like nah. judging that. And yeah, like, no. No. I'm cool. No. I'm good. <laughs> uh, but it is. It is, it is kind of fascinating and intense. It's just like, oh, I get to, I'm, I'm embracing my power right now mm -hmm. in a way that I never felt was possible. And, it, and then I turned 40. Like, also, I feel like getting old is awesome. It is. <laughs> Can confirm. I just like every, I constantly keep having the experience of just like, 40 is amazing. It I thought is. 30 was outstanding and 40 is even better. Oh, just you wait. I get so oh, stuck. It gets better. I know. Oh, it gets so, better. So um, that's what I have for the first segment. What do you got? Do you have anything else? No, Are that's we good? about it. Outstanding. Yeah. We're going to try to keep it tighter for, for folks to just be able to participate and make this more accessible. Thank you so yeah. much. And we will be back. right back. Right. Now we're back. Here okay. we go. All right. So um, looking at the numbers, TikTok is performing really well. It's kind of amazing. And um, I am also now beginning to experience a lot of the things that, uh, like I said, I'm learning my own lessons now, the things that the, like, the things that the gurus have experienced, and now they can distill that down into a lesson plan for other people to listen to. Mm -hmm. I'm now experiencing enough things that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I see this now the um the i'm so grateful for the listening to when things fall apart mm -hmm. because i've i've been sort of stuck on the concept and i'm like feeling like feeling it so hard i want to make a big plaque and put it over my edit station that says make it with all of your heart and prepare to, for it to be absolutely destroyed yeah, yeah. and like and, and and repeat like those three lines <laughs> Like create with all your heart, destroy it, repeat. I feel like it's kind of where my language is landing on that. Yeah. And I had a really intense experience with it on TikTok, like just last night, where the really popular filter right now is Infinity Clones, where it just looks like there's an army of you walking. And as soon as I saw that, the first thing I thought was Army of Me by Bjork. And I was like, oh my God, I need to do, I need to. I. And I was just like, you know, Bjork is so eccentric i bet she doesn't even have her shit on there but oh my god it's there like the legit copy oh from her okay 
and and I kind of forgot about it. And that then says I saw, a lot. And then I saw another kid do it to um, Pink Floyd, and I'm like, oh yes. And I did it to the Pink Floyd. I'm not as pop. I'm not as I'm not as big of a fan of Pink Floyd. I fucking love Bjork. And it just took me back to like junior college and like the cafeteria. And you know, I just like it was just so many deep beautiful memories for me personally so i'm obviously very personally attached to this one and i released both of them at the same time and immediately i'm like just like stalking stalking the fucking metrics to see what's performing better and immediately i'm like oh god i admit, i did the wrong hashtags it's not gonna do it like i deleted the first one which was a way better take and did another one rather than reloading it and getting the. I, I started just playing this game, this protectionist game. Uh. And I was in my head about it, and I. And I How'd that work out? Ah, uh, well, one of my su- I would I would call them like a super fan, I guess. I don't know. They're like friends now. It's weird. Like there's this person, who who's uh, JoJo, and I don't remember the numbers that come after that, but I remember JoJo, and like they're just like they just hang out. And it's kind of awesome. And I enjoy hanging out with them. They're super chill and like they just like like it feels like I'm making friends and we stuff. We like chill. And and they really liked the Pink Floyd one and started commenting and stuff. And like the second you get engagement, like you can look at your plays and your likes and you can start like doing the math to get your ratios and stuff, try to map out what performs and da 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 da. Like I love the math. Obviously I track this stuff. I start to do it automatically. It's, a, it's almost a curse. Anyway, um, I'm playing that game. And then when I see like one of my favorite followers get in there and start commenting, I'm like, no, dude, you got to let it go. Like, yeah, you like the army of me. That's cool. That's awesome. But the audience makes this decision. And you know Pink Floyd's more popular than Bjork. Stop it. <laughs> you know that that video is objectively better, too. Like, it's creepy as fuck. And it evokes emotion. It evokes a lot of feelings. And that's powerful shit. You know that's going to perform better. And I just had to have this moment of like, yeah, you loved the other one. It was your favorite child. And the audience gives no fucks. And I just had to take a moment of just like embracing my audience and just be like, no, dude, I have to be ready to like let it. I don't get to decide what happens after I made it. And being attached to it, I caused myself so much anxiety before Jojo hopped in the comments and I was like, dude, stop. What have you just done to yourself for the last 30 minutes? Stop. <laughs> but you were aware of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that meditation. But they just like, See? you know, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was kind of a beautiful moment of, of realizing what it means to sort of be an artist and that the only thing you're gonna, the only thing good getting created has to come from your heart. But you have to be let you have to be willing to let it go too on the other side of that, because mm-hmm. it's not yours. You didn't like you want it to be yours. You want to have control over it because you created it. But I watch all these all these folks on TikTok getting super angsty about their lack of control for their art, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look like a fun ride. I'm gonna keep meditating and being a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> and try not to take this too seriously yeah now i well actually yeah kind of piggybacking off of that doing the whole like putting myself out there on the app um 
has been interesting because I am taking a completely different, I think, approach to it and being like, my content is dry. <laughs> but it's, it's not I'm, all dry. You do play the game. I'm playing you play the some, game. But it's, I joined specifically for work. So I'm putting work content out there and I'm having fun with it like trying to make the work content a bit more interesting and relevant to the people who are there who are kids. So like I put cuts in it and play with filters and that sort of thing. Um, but it's the practice for me isn't playing the game so much as actually pushing content out, like, like getting over the hump of doing the thing. Yeah. So actually posting something in the first place, like in, most of my work-related stuff is like, aside from playing with filters, is pretty straightforward. Like I don't do any slick transitions or anything. I don't wear makeup or any, like, it's just like me talking about organizing and organizing concepts. Um, you do wear makeup and you optimize the time you have the makeup on, but you don't put on makeup specifically for TikTok. Yeah, I don't put the makeup on for the work things. I put on makeup for events um, that happen in the world because I am, I ran away to join the circus. So like I perform, I do things. So I'll come back home with a face full of makeup or get ready to walk out the door with a face full of makeup and a wig and had the bright idea, wait a minute, you should do something with this face full. So I'll do a duet because I have makeup on or because I have this outlandish outfit on. Um, also but, it's beautiful. But, You'll never see me in more than a kigurumi, but it's be you're, beautiful carry on <laughs> thank you like my because of the performances i do my makeup can get kind of elaborate so i'm kind of like yeah take advantage of it but mm -hmm. i don't do it specifically for the app like i don't do it for that um I do i think i i do think that i would get more engagement if i did more makeup like that specifically for the app Oh, of course. I mean, people would lose their minds if they saw some of the looks I put together. <laughs> sure. And that's a lot of the folks' show. Yeah. But that's not what I want. I mean, that's sort of the icing on top that you mm -hmm. get to see for hanging out with me. That's not going to be right. the main drive or anything like that. Um, so that's where that's kind of coming in. And there's, there is some self-conscious around it. Like, um, yeah. It's still nerve-wracking to do because it's like, you know, well, am I going to get a hater talking about having an audible infestation of vermin in a level three animal situation? I'd like, like, it's never, I, I've also like, realized the hate of, is never going to be what you expect. Yeah. It's like, what, so random. what the hell is coming down the pipe if I do, like, if I keep doing this and, and I don't know, I don't know, but mm -hmm. I figure... I'm never gonna know if I don't put myself out there and like just get over the hump, get over the voice, get over the inter internal critic and just put myself out there. It's an exercise, it's a practice. Every time I step up to the camera, it's a fucking practice. Like it, it's never really done. It's more like a journey. And yeah, like if anybody well, else- Well, we do have a destination. Like True. We are. Oh, well, um, yeah. We are going there. I mean, well, it's happening. It's, it is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, I do. Okay. It's on your list. Look, it's right there. Yeah, like right there. Cause yeah. <laughs> not only am I talking. Because I can literally hear you avoiding talking about it in the way that you're talking about the thing that I was talking about before. Wait, what? I can hear you <laughs> talking yourself in circles, uh-huh. avoiding talking about talking the about first thing the on your first thing on the, Yeah. Oh, I feel like I should take my time getting there. <laughs> no, I am talking in public. That's, that is happening. I'm going to be a guest lecturer um, for a friend's class. Uh, she has this class coming up called Unfinishing School. Um, she being Marsha Bezinski. Um, but she has a class coming up called Unfinishing School, and it's basically unlearning a lot of the things that are socialized into femme-presenting individuals. Femme People socialized as women. Yeah. Um, which I think is awesome, and there needs to be more of in the world, and I also think is hella... Hilarious and subversive seeing is that I, um, in a f- former life, I was a debutante. <laughs> so That's I so actually funny. did go through a lot of those finishing school things. So it's like, oh, wait, we're doing like we're like reverse engineering that shit. Fuck yeah, let's tear it apart. Let's do it. <laughs> I did lighting and sound for debutante balls. See, yeah. So you've, you've seen. You've seen. I've seen. Yeah. 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 I was one of those chicks. I imagine... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. some of the worst and best behavior from rich kids I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, yeah, doing a guest session, which is kind of like, oh, okay, wait, you, that, I, you think enough about what I have to say that you want me to come and like talk to your class? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. That's an established brand among our yeah. folks. It's like, all right, cool. And it's um, going into the, how Im- the uh, how images are false images around like the the perfect life the perfect setting for your life that house with that stuff with the stuff and that car in the front and how it looks and how you exist in it like all of that is bullshit and i'm gonna deconstruct that at least that's the premise who knows where the conversation is actually gonna go but like right but that's happening. That's happening. Um, the other thing that happened last week, um, I talked about submitting my application and having an existential crisis because, oh my God, I have to sit and figure out like who the hell do I think I am to open my mouth and talk about these things. Well, I'm someone who submitted the damn application. That's who I am. Um, yeah. That is done. That shit is done. And now comes the second most difficult part in all this, waiting because you're waiting there's the relief and you're like oh thank god that's like but now you have to be validated but now it you're waiting and you have that voice for company and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of easy to tune it out because you've done the thing you're over the hump and the action is over with but that that thing is still right there like who do you think you are that's not gonna happen oh but that new thing we're learning we invite them in Yes, yes. You invite them in. Oh. Give them tea. Mm, sit down. It's just like, let's, what is your concern? Let's tell me about your feelings. How would you like to serve me? Right, <laughs> right. Like you're here in service to me. Spit it's, it out. <laughs> it, it's interesting that um, the meditative stuff I've been reading has me like, there's, there's a thing that happens to me where um, 
one cup of coffee is great and two is okay because three will give me nightmares. Oh. And now I'm like, wait, wait, do I like drink three cups of coffee now so I can invite the slasher dude to the couch to be like, yo, can you tell me where this slasher instinct is coming from? Like, I don't understand why you have to cut through the wall with a fucking kitchen knife. Why? Can you talk to me about your feelings? I mean, have have you done that? Not yet. I just keep thinking about it. Like every time I have my, like there's, there's instances where I end up having the second cup of coffee in the afternoon and I'm like, huh, what happens if I have a third? And it's just like this thing where like I've avoided this thing for a really long time. I never have more than two cups of coffee because I will literally have an, the last time it was like an 80s slasher thing where like me and my friends are kicking it on a couch and we're like on a roof and it's like our, like our hideout, you know, like kids have like a treehouse or whatever. And we're in an urban space and there's a hideout on the roof and we're just like trying to pretend we're not there so the murderer also on the roof doesn't doesn't come kill us and we're like watching the door trying to be quiet and then he goes slashing through the wall next to us instead of at the door and i like wake up i'm like nope mm-hmm. nope i'm nope not not i'm not i do not consent to this at all but like what happens if i'm like hi i see you <laughs> anyway uh that's dream control just that's where it makes me go (gasps) the new the i had an audience question for like new uh just questions about how to manage money personally um and the question is about sliding scale and how how does one manage sliding scale as you're experiencing upward mobility and whether or not we participated in sliding scale stuff and and how we are sort of looking at that um, moving forward. And I will start because I've always mm. obviously already yeah. had this question. Um, and the main thing that I did was I only had like one, I had my chiropractor who was operating on sliding scale and I just sort of, they had it written out what the standards were for each like little thing. Oh. And... And I would also sort of move it around as stuff was happening, as we were sort of going from the, I'm on the low end of this, to I'm partnered to a tech spouse, to uh, oh, we're actually doing really well as tech spouse. Um, and how that moved, but there wasn't a lot of sliding scale for me. What Most of what we ended up doing was there was a lot of volunteer shifts that we did because we work in community mm. and we're I, I'm very accustomed to I don't pay to get into the party because I have a volunteer shift and I would even you know because I've been volunteering there for a while I'd probably have good shifts and I get in for free and da, 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 da. And now it's like actually I should leave those ships available for the next generation of kids that that don't have the dollars and do need the exposure to meet new people and that's a part of what you do when you're volunteering is you're meeting other people and getting to know the community and just like leaving those shifts available for other folks mm-hmm. um and and i don't actually manage my money well enough to have consistent enough money to be like every month i give this and this and this uh that's just not generally how i operate i'd rather have the flexibility to to be available acutely if I can. Um, so that's sort of how I deal with it. I, I also sort of, in the way that I we always talk about taxes and like being proud of 
your tax liability. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I sort of feel like um, the the way it's broken down for like in uh, for retirement and stuff like that too, where you like you have your basic um, fund that's like a targeted fund and it's very simple and it's, it's covering a lot of your basis and it's very effective and it's going to do the job. Like taxes is sort of that category. And then when you actually have enough to do more than that, you get to start to do like stuff that you're super into. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of where now I'm, I'm the, I'm not in a place where I can regularly give beyond what, what our tax burden is, but when and where I can, I want to give somewhere where I just, I'm like, fuck yes. I feel so amazing about this $20 or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that tends to be, uh, that that's the scale of where I'm operating at. I'm clearly not some Guggenheim shit, right? <laughs> that, like, yeah. I don't have enough money where like any kind of tax stuff is even particularly beneficial to me. It's just not the scale I'm operating at at all. Yeah. Um, but that's just where I'm at right now. And it, and it, and it is an interesting question. Um, to me, it just like, I didn't even really think about that, that yeah, I did participate in those things. And over time I was like, nah, I, I want to, when I can afford it, I will pay the more expensive ticket. I don't always have the money to do that, but when I can, I do. Mm. Um, for for Tipsy, I bought mm, one of the patron the... tickets. I got to check in with Chicken and see if I have to maybe buy another one or pressure more of my friends like, who can afford it. The thing. <laughs> um, but you know, those are those are sort of the my thoughts on it. And yeah, like I'm trying to think about things. Like I didn't. I'm for a while like thinking back to Atlanta. There were, I remember seeing sliding scale things that I just didn't go to because I was, I was weirded out by it and, and kind of proud. Just like, oh, I'm not going to fall about it. Um, Talk to me about the pride stuff. What's that about? That, back then, it was just like, a, oh, I guess I fall at that end of the scale. Hmm. That's where my life is now. Hmm. Um, and that was more my own head. I mean, I didn't see it as a community trying to make space for me. It, like, I got lost inside my own head going, oh, you fuck up, you horrible person, what thing? Oh, yeah. I could see that. Um, which wasn't necessarily the healthiest. Right, and it wasn't, like, it wasn't necessarily but something it, that they were doing. It no, was just the, like, your reaction to it was yeah. personal shaming. Yeah. That's a bummer. That, that kind of sucked. Um, but as... As soon as I was able, I kind of jumped into the community with both feet. Like, okay, I'm going to pay something. Um, And kind of got over that and was like, all right. Um, By the time we made it here, uh, we were paying at the upper end of the scale for sliding scale events. Or uh, there would be instances where we would volunteer or something. Like, they needed volunteers, and we volunteered. It's like, oh, well, you get to come in. And we were like, so, like, we'd do something like leave the cost of the tickets in the tip jar or something like that. Nice. Like, we were really fond of that. Like, oh, okay, you're not going to take our money? Fine. <laughs> I'll show you. And it's like, what? I know where the money goes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, um, and that, actually, yeah, thinking about it, there were events that I would, uh, I would attend like I would be a model or you know, like part of the entertainment. Um, there would be all sorts of comp things. And even with the comps and free stuff, I would always make an effort to bring as much cash as I could scrape together to tip, 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 tip. 
like so just uh. <laughs> um and yeah there were a couple of events where people knew how broke I was and they like I would just tip heavy and they would just look at me like heifer I'm like shut up and take this I that, like it's my pride at stake <laughs> yeah oh 20 year old you I know I mm. know I mean 20 year old all of us yeah, really I mean, we, it's, it's it's a tough time it's something that world. you have to like learn how to come to terms with mm -hmm. but that's that's kind of where I was and like now now we try and pay at the upper end like and if they don't let us then somebody's gonna find, yeah somebody's gonna find a surprise <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> awesome is that our second mm -hmm. oh that feels good mm. let's uh we'll be right back with rantafesto time thank you so much for listening <laughs>
fucking atrocious behavior. And it's, you know, it's the, uh, the bad apple bunch deal, but like, it seems like the silence is really what rots the goddamn barrel is that there's a rotten apple in there and no one says anything is what rots the fucking barrel. And, um, and the, 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 the language that they were using about the Navy SEALs and their specific code of con, the code of silence that they had there is they were talking about pirates and that inv- information is kept private in this way. And the new, the new uh, SEALs coming in, this younger generation of kids are identified as like the Boy Scouts. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm here for the Boy Scouts right now. <laughs> if that's what that, if, cause what, what my friend told me about the Boy Scouts when he was a young man that really stuck in my brain was that what the Boy Scouts taught me was how to get away with it. And that was a thing that my dad talked about mm. too in his mm-hmm. time in the army. He, he talked about, you know, the awards that he got because he didn't get caught. And that's literally how he described it every fucking time. But the idea that some generation, real recent, actually internalized that shit and took it seriously. And they're the ones being like, no. And they literally, like, they wouldn't give up. And they kept pressing. Or you look at folks like Chelsea Manning. Or people really willing to put themselves at risk and be like, no, this is wrong. Like, this is, this is the unraveling of our secrets. And, and a lot of people don't want that to happen. Secrets. Secrets have power. Um, secrets are usually based in some sort of, not necessarily, ta- they're based in taboo, but not like a, an absolute kind of biological taboo. Like if you see somebody throw up and you instinctively kind of recoil, like that sort of, uh, so there's this aversion to people who are sick. That's sort of a self-preservation thing. Yeah. But the taboos are more put in place by social structures. So the structure of the Navy SEALs, for instance, or the structure of, I don't know, the corporate leadership of Twitter or something. Um, So the taboos against speaking out about holding information close, not making it public, those secrets exist in order to support and reinforce these structures. They're, they're tools. I mean, like one of the things I brought up coming in the door when we talked about secrets to begin with was, uh, what the heck is this? I always draw a blank on his name. Bezos? Jeff Bezos? The Amazon the, guy? Yeah, Amazon yeah. guy. Um, the example that came to mind was the whole thing that went down with him and the Inquirer, where the Inquirer was mm-hmm. like, hey, 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 we got your secret shit. We got your text and some dirty pictures. And he's like, oh, for real? Bet. And just put it all on the glass and in doing so stripped Mm -hmm. the power like it completely flipped the power dynamic of that situation secrets are tools don't ever forget that it's what you choose to do with them or how you choose to disarm them Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to think about all the pop culture references to 
to various types of like secrets and how it's like literally the plot point of everything. Yeah. Like, I just, do you know how much stuff would be derailed if you just put it all on the glass? Know, if you just like you had any capacity like, oh, to really be in to touch be- with your feelings and be able to communicate that clearly, literally nothing would happen in pop culture. <laughs> There'd be nothing to talk about. We would be just so oh. happy, just chilling. There would be some things to talk about. I mean, I'm like- sure we would fucking make something up, but I, I, I just, uh, I would love that. I would love if any, if, if as a culture we were able to glorify a self-awareness and, and teach communication, teach how to feel our bodies and communicate what we feel back and forth would be kind of groundbreaking to be honest. Like the thing that, the thing that I feel like has changed and very recently is the way that these kids now, I say these kids cause I'm 40 and whatever, but like seriously, you gotta think about young Navy SEALs. These are young men that are probably 20, 25. They, get, they have to have a couple tours before they can actually do anything. So it's probably 20, 24, 26 year olds in there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read some military memoirs. <clears throat> anyway um the kids are all right because they're used to being observed they're Mm. constantly they they don't have any fucking secrets they've been on social media their whole goddamn lives (laughs) everything that they can remember is online already they they have an experience very young where when they become aware of social media there's this like undressing that occurs psychologically where they realize like they discover social media and they realize, oh shit, I'm already here. And I've had had no control of this narrative at all. So they've already had this like deep, and in some cases that content's humiliating baby pictures, like that shit that like people, like uh, cultural memes throughout about like, you know, the baby picture that gets brought out when you bring up your first lover home, you know, like that was done on social media and kids experience that anywhere between the age of eight and 13. They and the audience is for far, the far bigger. The audience is all of their friends and family. And they, they maybe didn't even know. And it's like, they've already had that like deep undressing already. And they, they're now like the ones that are through that is like, oh yeah, I give no fucks about that. Everybody has that, whatever, dude, you know, like, like it was the way that the group attacks and sort of um, consumes and you don't get to, you don't get to decide what they pull out of it same as art and fixate on and and, and it and in social media your life becomes art mm-hmm. so until you've had the brutality of the audience giving you some like real hard feedback if you can hide that away like generations before had the luxury of being able to hide that and um, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure history's going to prove out they're hiding all kind of shit. Oh, yeah. So, like, 
I'm saying the kids are all right, which I say a lot because, I mean, damn, they are. They're so much smarter than us. Like, just think about the logistics of their education and that they get the accumulation of everything that you knew plus a bunch of other shit. Like, how can anybody be like, man, fuck them kids? I mean, I do it too because sometimes they have really bad taste, but that's not mine to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying those pants sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. I bought my Jenkos. I made that choice. I miss my Jenkos. I still have mine. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're going to make me go on a hunt for a pair. <laughs> they make them again. They, you're kidding. Mm-mm. They started making, I don't remember. It was like, I want to say it was like three, four years ago. They actually started making Jenkos again. <gasps> mm-hmm. All right. I don't think they went with the mammoths. But still, it doesn't matter. Skirt pant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like a kilt, but better. <laughs> kilt with better coverage. Um, so that's, that's sort of, I, I'm super pumped about that, honestly. I love, I love that that's what I woke up to this morning, that, that there's this trial about this thing and like the, the code of silence within our military is at least getting disrupted. And I feel like the code of silence in general that we inherited from colonialism is getting inherited all in, in, it disrupted all over the fucking place. And I'm so here for that. Like no more secrets. Disarmed them. Mm-hmm. So that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We tried to keep it tight for you. I know we've been getting kind of wordy. Words. Oh, words. So words. Um, so like where would we find you on the oh, internet? Oh, that's right. I am bonus parent Baba all over the social media as you can find me, I'm sure. Um, and the, the where are you? I, uh, my business is Seeking Solutions. That is the letter C-K-I-N-G solutions dot com. And you will find both of us for the show at kindnessecon.com and kindnessecon at gmail.com. And you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. If I would love to have feedback, share this with your friends. Yeah. Tell your folks about it. Subscribe. Tell us things. Email us, please. I would love more feedback so that we know how to produce a thing that you will find valuable because we love you and we appreciate your time. Yeah. What do you want to hear? So with that, please take care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Yes. Safe travels, everybody. I hope to see you in the future. Mm-hmm.